Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. There's this aha moment. And the same thing in fly fishing. Like, when you have a rod load itself for the first time, and you feel that, and you kind of see the whole thing, there's a moment in your brain, you're like, this is what I've been trying to do. For so long, and now, why did I just now figure it out? If you're really getting started, get a rod you're comfortable casting. Like, a lot of fly shops will let you test gear and stuff like that, or buddies you know are into it, see what they're using, like, test it, but try to cast a rod before you buy. Practice your short game, like, honestly, like, a big thing I like to get guys to do is just strip out enough line. Say, like, you have a leader, it's usually, like, 9 to 12 feet, so you got to count that in a range. 10 feet of that, 10 to 15 feet of fly line at the tip. And then just pick up and then put down. Fly fishing is muscle memory. And like it's like hunting or anything. Like when you you can do it in your yard all you want. But then when I have like, dude, we have like 500 to 1,000 redfish in front of us today. <laughs> like, yeah, some guys like will look at that. And then like everything they know just goes out the window. But if you have that fundamental muscle memory, like you're going to be more successful. Another episode of the Skiff Water Podcast. Today I've got a special guest, Mr. Marcus Harrelson, a local guide here in Corpus Christi, and also podcast host. Mm-hmm. And so, if you notice, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice that uh, got a little different setup today for the podcast. We're in the Wilder Bin Podcast Studio. Welcome. So. It's probably why the audio sounds better than it normally does when I do it. <laughs> it's good, right? Yeah, it sounds good. All right. So, hey, Marcus, where are you from? I'm um, originally born and raised Corpus Christi. Like, yeah. So, from here, I actually grew up um, not too far from here. Like, yeah. A couple blocks. And then, uh, <coughs> do you grow up? So, you're a fly fishing guy. Mm-hmm. You've been doing that for about 10 years. 10 years, yep. September this, yeah, 10 years. How long uh, did you start? Were you were you fly fishing when you were growing up? No, never, 
never fly fished. Never, I didn't even really know about it uh, at all growing up. There was a green outfitters where like a bike uh, on a road out here and they had like a fly shop, but it was like all river type stuff. So no real idea about it at all. Did that like, what, how old were you or how long did you start? I was 20, like four maybe. So like, yeah, almost 20 years ago. 20 years ago? Yeah. What, uh, did you start out, did you start fly fishing out west, right? Uh, actually east coast. Um, <clears throat> you want me to tell you about that? Or you want yeah. To oh yeah. So what happened was I was in the military for 10 years and, um, I did, I was in Quantico and I was on a rifle range or whatever. Like I was a corpsman. So like just check to make sure guys don't get hurt or whatever. And a guy I was working with, uh, brought like a, a fly tying book one day and I was checking it out, going through it. And I was really like, Oh, this is really interesting. And I don't know if you can see me behind me. I like art and I, I can't draw or paint or anything. So, uh, I used to do a lot of writing cause it's like a, a creative outlet for me. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, when I saw the fly tying, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like very artistic and I wanted to get into it. So that's kind of how, yeah. What's up? Yeah. Oh, you're looking at, I didn't know something. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, <clears throat> I kind of, he brought the next day, he brought like a vice like a little cheap vice, like screw onto a table and then a bunch of random material inside like a grocery bag and some hooks and stuff. And he's basically like sat me down while we were like doing this off. And he was like, Hey man, like easiest fly to go with and like start with, let's say is like a wooly booger and like figure that out. And, uh, I did it, <clears throat> but it's weird if you don't tie, like if you've never seen anybody mm -hmm. tie or like, this is way pre YouTube and like, Facebook and like all that. None of that shit existed back then. Oh, can I cuss on your podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I won't. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, ours is like, oh, man, you can't say it, but we don't have. Anyway, so. Um, I always forget. What? Like, that I'm, like, I can never remember if I'm, like, it's my podcast. Yeah. And I can't remember if I'm allowed to cuss or not on it. Oh, I mean, I still so listen every time. I mean, you're allowed to cuss on fire. Anyway, I didn't know if you was like really like clean. Anyway, so he brought the stuff, and um, when I was tying it originally, I was doing it backwards, like starting at the head and working backwards. So my woolly boogers are backwards looking. You know what I mean? Like when you tie a material, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like you're going over the feathers at the line, and like it's just like the whole cadence of tying and like getting it all like setting yourself up to bring it all towards the eye. And I didn't realize that. So I had a couple, like I tied on my own and he looked at it and was like, Oh dude, what did you do? And like, nobody wanted me to like go examine it and try to go through on my own and do it. Oh yeah. And okay. then like say, Hey, this is what you did wrong and whatever. And he was super great at teaching me on it. And, um, so <clears throat> I got into tying and I tied for like a year or two straight before I touched the fly rod. No shit. Yeah. So like, while I was stationed in Quantico, um, I was in the field all the time. So I was like, and at home, I just needed a way to like decompress and mm -hmm. like a way to do that, uh, is tying for me. And I would tie hundreds of flies a week and I had so many flies everywhere and shit everywhere. And just, like you weren't selling them, you weren't giving them away and no, you just were stockpiling them. Yeah. And they were all garbage. Like all of them, like straight yeah. shit. I still have some of them around here and they're straight. You look at them and you're like, is this, what is this? And you're like, uh, Cause like for me, like again, like I said earlier, tying was an artistic expression for me. Mm -hmm. And you like, I'm from the salt. So being in Quantico, it's all and like Virginia, you lived in Virginia and it's all a lot of 
bass streams, stripers and creeks. There's a lot of offshore stuff, but a lot of it's like creeks and ponds and little rivers. So we'd go down the Rappahannock and like I was canoeing, not kayaking, canoeing the Rappahannock with buddies like on weekends mm -hmm. and we we're fishing it. And I was like, Hey man, I should try to like, we were river runs do it and like use some of these flies. All these flies have been stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I called, um, actually a really famous, uh, fishing company and kind of was like, Hey man, I want to get into fly fishing. Uh, you guys are like the ones I heard I had to talk to. And they try to sell me a five weight setup and an eight weight setup. Try to, they were both over a thousand a piece, the setups. And they wanted to, and when I said to the guy like, man, and they like put the total, cause you're like, they were, it wasn't doing it on the internet. I was like talking to a guy on the phone. It was like, Oh, do you want this tippet? Or do you want, I was like, I don't know what any of this shit is. Like, yeah. Cause there's a lot, if you're getting into fly fishing, you don't fish. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of gear and like stuff. You don't know what it is. It's out of your, uh, wheelhouse or spectrum of like what you know. So the guys like tell me all this stuff and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Throw in the cart, throw in the cart. It was like 2,500 bucks. Sounds about right. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, cause <clears throat> it's funny if people say I have a lot of expensive hobbies like climbing or like sailing or like these things are like not cheap to do. So certain, I was like, man, do I really need another expensive hobby? I'm like just to get in the door, it cost me 2,500 bucks. Like. That's an expensive door entry fee. I was like, I might as well start getting into kite surfing, which is something I was really into too, or like building race cars. So uh, I told the guy like, man, I just rather like get one to like see if I like it. And he goes, hey, you know what? This is fly fishing. If you were going to be serious about it, you'd spend the money and hung up on me. What? Yeah. That's that not, was it. That was it. That was it. And I'm not going to name companies, but we're talking one of the largest companies out there that is still... If it's a company, I think it is. There's a lot of people that don't like them. Smells like smorbis. <laughs> but but anyway, so it was it was quite interesting. I uh, and it really turned me off. Like really, it yeah. basically was to the point where like, well, I'm just gonna tie. Like I don't care. Like I don't care about the fly fishing. I didn't know anything about it. Like and then you couldn't get your foot in the door. Yeah, and I couldn't even get my. That's so all. I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, who gives a shit? Do you well, know how much my first fly rod cost me? Let's hear it. 40 bucks. Mine was 89, whole setup. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, it was a whole setup. Yeah. And actually, uh, it was a, it was a, um, Shimano, like the flute, the old Fluger. Oh, really? And, like a Shakespeare. Yeah, Shakespeare. That's yeah, right, Shakespeare. And then, uh, so when I was growing up in Columbia, the Shakespeare factory is in Columbia. Oh, and shit. once a year, they'd have like a garage sale of everything they couldn't sell. They couldn't sell that year. And so like, we would go there. And uh, I'd go get to go with my dad, and basically we're walking around. And I, I, my buddies had been fly fishing up in, in North Carolina, and so I'd heard about it and picked this thing up, fully set up, 40 bucks. And I look at my dad, I was like, dude, can I buy this? And he's like, it's your money, dude. Whatever you want. It's a waste of time, but if that's what you want. <laughs> How old are you? I think I was... 16. Oh shit. Yeah. So you've been yeah. fishing the same as me the same amount of time. They're probably yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Cause we're yeah. like 10 years apart or something. Yeah. 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 So yeah. But yeah, but everybody thinks like, you know, especially like if, if you're like just getting into the sport and you're coming at it from like watching anything, mm -hmm. 1200 or 2,500 bucks sounds like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what like I'm watching YouTube and that's what these guys are doing to do, do what he's like, dude, just, you can go, you, you go to Cabela's, you can go to, uh, Wherever. Bass Pro, any of those yeah. places, yeah. Just to get your foot in the door. And that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. Like, 
I went to Bass Pro Shop because I talked to like a, I was like a instructor, so I had a bunch of like uh, college kids as lieutenants. I was training, and <laughs> we were talking about stuff, and they were like, "Hey, man, you can." They I mean it's just a, they grew up in college, and also mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So like they had like a background, or some of the guys had a background in fly fishing, and uh, like, dude, just go get a Bass Pro Shop like white river setup. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but okay. So I went to like Bass Pro Shop and the fly shop and whatever that's what in the whole another topic of, for another conversation of a podcast but uh i was like i need a white river setup or whatever and the dude's like all right and I, <laughs> like 89 bucks man like rod real fly line like a fly box maybe even like yeah no flies but i was like dude i got like thousands of them <laughs> <laughs> dude, let's make a note on this really fast that was like in 2004 2005 six somewhere in there and flies are like 25 cents a fly and when I see like $25, $15 flies, $10 flies, I'm like, I get why some flies are $10 now, but like $25 for a fly when I used to get them for 20 cents, dude, to a dollar, you're like, oh, that's yeah, something. I don't like throwing a fly that's over $10. That's crazy to me. And I'm like, ooh, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. I, if I was going to sell flies, I'd like, you're not going to get a fly out of me for under like 10, 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And then that's like, yeah. And I don't sell flies out I mean, Nobody you can buy a fly for me, but like, yeah, that'd be the way. Yeah, I mean, all the guys I know that, that sell them, I think they're, they're selling them, like, 8 to 12 bucks for most of the ones they sell. And then, like, the ones that are 12 bucks, like, they're not easy to make. Yeah, exactly. They it's, take time. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. And especially, like, if you want, like, the quality. Yeah. Somebody that's hand-tying. And that's the thing, like, you, you can get cheaper flies certain time. Like, that's another one of those things that's mass-produced flies, but, like, little things like clousers or gotchas or like simple ties. It's not worth it. Like, I can't believe some people charge like $10 for a clouser. You're like, Hey man, that's like a dollar fly. Like it's a piece of buck here, a buck. It's a B-chain and our dumbbells and a hook. Not use expensive hooks, but like not $10 expensive hooks. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Another topic. Yeah. That's how I got into it. I started tying. I tied for like a year and then progressing. Shit. I'm a guy now. Like, where the hell did my life go? Did you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, when you, did you start off with the five weight setup or the eight weight? Eight weight. Eight I was weight. going after a small mouth on that river. Okay. Rabbit yeah, yeah. 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 So originally my target species was, uh, large mouth and small mouth. Yeah. So that's what they had in that rabbit river. And it was interesting to learn, uh, Man, it took me a really long time to get it. Like, yeah, I always tell people like that are getting into this. There's like, there's one day. There's just this, like what Oprah says, like an aha moment. That's a plug to you, Oprah. So like, you should hook us up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was that Oprah to, money. Yeah, she listens to this. Actually, like I get, I get critiques from her weekly. So. No shit, Oprah listens to my podcast. Yeah, dude, dude, she's awesome. trying to get gas. So like, I was like, oh, what do you know about Texas hunting and fishing? Like, yeah. So, no, but uh, she says there's like, there's this aha moment. And the yeah. same thing in fly fishing. Like when you have a rod load itself for the first time and you feel that and you kind of see the whole thing, there's a moment in your brain. You're like, this is what I've been trying to do for so long. And now I, why did I just now figure it out? And it's crazy because like I have 10 years of this stuff. So I've had clients touch a fly rod and be like, Oh shit, just hit this, but like fling it in the air a little bit, like hear a little bit of instruction, and in 10 minutes are dumping cash. You're like, well, all right then. 
<laughs> I've had guys that have come to like nine to ten casting lessons, have gone out on the boat multiple times, and they play the guitar now. And you're just like, yeah, it's not for you, man. Like, this is not gonna work. Yeah. yeah, and that's all. I've only had that like once or twice where I, I couldn't get a guy's dialed in. Like, guy leaves, has all this great info, like has his cast in, comes back the next time. It's like good to go. What happened, man? No, oh, the like, other yeah, 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 like the. I mean, I get both, but like when they don't remember, like, hey, dude, like you're supposed to be practicing. And that's another thing. If you're just getting into fly fishing, like you have to practice. Practice like casting in your yard at least once a week would you, make a huge difference. You know, you know what, what's interesting to me too about like, like when you get into fly fishing, everybody tells you, dude, you got to practice, dude, you got to practice. And then, and I don't know what it is, but like, so like, that's what I did. Like I figured out, I mean, I would just go out and wade fish and just practice casting when I wasn't seeing stuff and just to get practice down. <clears throat> but I was thinking about, I was like, man, like, you know, you get into spinning, spin fishing, like you never hear that. Like, oh, you need to practice, you need to practice. And I started, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, when you were three, your dad handed you a spinning rod with a rubber plug on it and told mm-hmm. you to go outside. And so, like, I mean, even with spinning, like, you, we all sat there and practiced. We just didn't realize, mm-hmm. you know, that we were practicing because we were little kids at the time. And once you get the cast down, though, on a, like, a bait cast or a spinning rod, it's it's the same every time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah. And there's, like, different arcs. And, like, there's, there's, a, like, there's yeah. another whole realm you could get into on that, but, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're in it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. And then, yeah. But, yeah, and then, like, fly fly casting is, like, where's the button? <laughs> I love when clients ask me that. Like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to be a long day. Hey, and if you listen to this and you book me, don't say that shit just for fun. I'll or say do. Stuff, <laughs> I say stuff on the podcast, our podcast sometimes, and dudes will, like, message me like because they hear it because they're like friends or whatever and our clients will message me and i'll be like what is this dude talking about and i was like I have to think for a minute well if you said like we do a podcast every week yeah, you know yeah. i mean so like dude if you listen to a podcast 60 or 40 episodes ago like right. i have no idea what you did you at all you don't keep track of that Oh, dude, I wish. I mean, I'm smart, but, like, I can, I can remember a bunch of shit, but I don't remember, like, everything I tell you not to say. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one time? No, I don't yeah. remember the one time I said that. Yeah. And that's weird, too. Like, you have a podcast now. Do you think, like, guys that hear... I mean, I'm asking you questions on your own podcast. But, like, fine. but guys, like... Uh, that's actually why I set it up. They listen to you, and they get to know you, and when they meet you, they're like... Oh yeah, dude. It's so like, it's so weird, and I'm like, and I don't mind. I love people. Like I'll talk to anybody. They'll talk to me. Like I'm. Just, I don't like not a dick like that. I'm not like I'm not famous. Like fucking whatever. But like I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. And to me, it's weird. Like when people come up to me that follow me on like social media or podcasts or like other stuff, you're like, wait a minute. I've never met you before. Like you have to realize that. Like I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't even know what your name is. Like people come up to me like, Doc, what's up? High five and like. All this shit in the whole entire like five minutes in my head, I'm like, who the f is this person? <laughs> like, I don't know this guy's name. I've never even seen him in my. I have a pretty good facial recognition. Yeah. Like, no clue who half the people are. Happened to me the other night at that fly trap deal. Dudes are coming up like, what's up? Like, it's it's never. happened to me. It's happened to me a couple times. And like, it's like it literally has happened to me a couple times. Like twice it has happened to me. And to the two guys that did do that, like, I'm so sorry. 
But because I'm like, like I think it takes a little bit of getting used to, and I am not used to it. Yeah. At all. And like I've talked to, um, I've talked to my buddies Adam and B who do the short butts who. They, they can't go to a river almost out west without somebody recognizing them. Oh, yeah, especially in that bus. Right? And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, like, I, I've talked to Adam, and he's like, dude, every time I go grocery shopping, like, I can't get to the grocery store without somebody recognizing me. And I'm like, what do you do? He's like, just try to be friendly and, like, just try to, like, relax. But it is, it's like, like, the two guys that I met, like, I totally was like, uh, who, what's going on right here? And then, like, my wife is with me for one of them, and she's, like, Elbowing me afterwards, like, dude, you're doing this like people know you. Yeah. <laughs> See, I always get like, why didn't you introduce me? I was like, I have no clue who their names are, Dave. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's a good one, though, to be like, oh, this is my girlfriend. What? And then oh, they, yeah. And yeah, they yeah, tell yeah. you their names. But like, no. Uh, no, but I mean, like, like for me, like, it's the same thing, though. Like, honest to goodness, like, anybody that, like, listens to any of this or follows the YouTube channel, like, if you run into me, like, dude, 100% down to, like, Get to know you. Just, just don't come in too hot. Yeah, come in and just tell me your name. Like, hey, we've never met before. So I don't feel yeah. like. But then also on that same note, like, this is funny. Like, we've had two guests on the podcast. Uh, oh, we had a shitload, but like, over recently, we had two guests on the podcast where I ran into them in public at the grocery store mm-hmm. and and at the airport. Both these guys and I didn't know who they were. And they were on my podcast, but it's again like, dude, we've had like thirty people on the podcast, and it's like, yeah, I'm not picking the talent necessarily to come on. And then you're like, oh man, I don't know who this is. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it's pretty interesting. I want to get let's get back um, to uh, casting. Okay. So you do you still run the clinic? Yeah, I mean, I do like a, a lot of fly casting, I mean, uh, casting stuff, and like I'll do tying and stuff like that. I do more yeah. like private lesson type stuff now, okay. but. Uh, typically, and when it starts cooling off a little bit, we'll start doing like group events. Like uh, we used to do fly shop stuff, but mm-hmm. it's gotten it's really hard to like work with shops. Kind of sometimes too much because they start got other shops won't let you in. You know oh I mean? yeah, I don't. Know. It's just yeah. the fly. You know what we were talking yeah. about. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so like I just do it all at parks now, and like places places are pretty chill. Dude, what are some tips, like, for beginners? So, like, if we get, like, a lot of, like, the following that I have is a lot of, like, beginners, like, to, like guys trying to learn on their own stuff. So, like, what kind of, like, tips, techniques, like, you feel like, would you, like, share with anybody? I would say, like, if you're really getting started, I say, like, the rod and the fly line, I feel, like, get a, if you're going to spend money, like, yeah, you can get the White River set up and all that stuff, and that's perfect to learn just to see if it's even something you're interested in. You can catch fish on it, like that. But in, like, six months or less, you're going to want to upgrade. So I say, like, honestly, like, um, get a rod you're comfortable casting. Like, a lot of fly shops will let you test gear and stuff like that, or buddies you know are into it, see what they're using, like, test it. But try to cast a rod before you buy it. Like, if you're spending under $100 on a complete setup, under 150 bucks, buy it and walk out the door and don't say a word. But if you're spending, like, serious money on it over, like, three to five, six... So a thousand dollars, you need to touch it. I think and yeah. see see if it's even worth something to do. And the other thing that um, that I'll add to that is when you're when you're practicing, like when you're testing it out. While it is great to know that a rod can bomb an eighty foot cast, try out the twenty, the twenty footers, the thirty foot, like the cast you're actually going to be using. 
Yeah. Like, test those casts out. Make sure, like, it handles those. Like, you have accuracy at, like, short ranges mm -hmm. is more important than a rod that you can go out and bomb a 100-foot cast because the chances of you actually taking that cast on the boat versus the 20 to 30-foot cast are just... Yeah, like, I would never even let you take, like, a 60-foot cast off my boat to 100-foot, like, if I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, right, dude, right. like, I'm, just give me a second. I'll get you there. Like, I'll pull you to it. But, um, yeah, like, people don't realize, like, I get so many calls from guys. They'd be like, oh, I, I can bomb a cast 60 feet. Like, what's your 20-foot look like? What's your 10-foot? Like, who cares about 10 how feet? Fast can you get a, how fast can you get a 20-foot cast out accurately? Yeah, and it's, like, zero. Zero. Yeah, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. But um, that's what I'd say. Like, practice your short game. Like, honestly, like, a big thing I like to get guys to do is just strip out enough line. Say, like, you have a leader. It's usually, like, 9 to 12 feet. So you got to count that in a range. Uh, I don't usually put anything but, like, yarn. I usually just take, like, sewing yarn, cut a piece off, tie it on there. Mm -hmm. Use uh, flies. I'll just take, like, a pair of vice grips and take a bunch of old flies and just pop all the hooks off. Mm -hmm. At the like the bend, <clears throat> and just use those for casting practices. But I'd say honestly, like put a little bit of fly weight on because that kind of helps. So you kind of get used to that movement. But ten feet of that, ten to fifteen feet of fly line out of the tip, and then just pick up and then put down. I think that's like really yeah. like getting that movement just to come up here and stop because just the feeling from it. Yeah, because I think a lot of the times you see this and you see guys do all this stuff, but like. They don't have the pause techniques. Like it's a deliberate pause. I think a lot of the time to get a better cast in, and then uh, that that back cast go always usually drop. People drop their back cast so much. So like honestly, like I stop. I tell guys to stop at their ear. It's like on their back cast. I tell them to stop like right about at their ear, mm -hmm. and then just put it down, and then come back to their ear, put it down. I mean, kind of get that down. Go back and then put it down. You know what I mean? Like I try to get those. Like try to. Fly fishing is muscle memory, and, like, it's, like, hunting or anything. Like, when you – you can do it in your yard all you want. But then when I have, like – dude, we have, like, 500 to 1,000 redfish in front of us today. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, some guys, like, will look at that, and then, like, everything they know just goes out the window. But if you have that fundamental muscle memory, like, you're going to be more successful. Like, straight up, like, it's just yeah. what it is. And, uh, yeah, I think just, like, those little things, like the shorter casts, like, don't – be so hard on yourself. Like uh, a lot of guys like put a little target out there. Like mm -hmm. I use Frisbee, like uh, I play a lot of disc golf. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I don't even know if that's the correct term. It's like Frisbee. I don't know. Anyway, people get so mad when I call it disc golf. But anyway, um, I use those as my targets personally. But yeah. like, if like you were just coming into fly fishing or whatever, I would use like a hula hoop. Like some bigger, bigger target. Or yeah. I'm just trying to get you to, I'm really honestly, I don't even put targets out for like, I do, but I don't have guys casting at targets right away, like at yeah. parks and stuff. I'd rather have them kind of get this and get the fundamentals, and then I start going, like, their timing. I do, like, a metronome, basically. I do, like, one, like, pickups one, two, three, and send it on four. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, a big thing to get that muscle memory down and just, like, that kind of stuff. And then, two, I think, like, when I do those things – People are super nervous when they show up. Like I get a lot of female, like a lot of females and older people. They're like businessmen that show up and they're really good at everything they do. Yeah. And they get out there and they're like nervous about sucking. And it's like, dude, you're here because we all suck at some time. Like, I 
like, man, if I had casting videos of, like, me in my beginning, people would be like, you're a guy? Like, what? Like, dude, I, I already know how bad it was. Like, I saw it in my, I can see, I'm visually looking at it in my head. Like, I know what I cast, like, shit. And, yeah. I have casting videos of me. <laughs> no, I had, a, I was having, um. I had a buddy get after me one day about dropping my back cast. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this guy's crazy. It's huge, dude. And then I like went and like I went and reviewed some of the video from from uh, one of my one of my rough logs, and I was watching. I was like, oh shit. And that's like what I would say though is like if you if you're learning and you're practicing, like if you ha- either like set a phone up on a tripod or yeah. um, get somebody to film you. And so that you can get that vision, because like I've I've noticed like when like when I'm trying to teach my wife and I tell her like hey you're dropping your back cast she'll be like oh you want to are, are we going there and I'd be like no no you are but if I can like show her like on like hey look see this is you this is you dropping shoot oh, okay you know so if yeah. you can get that visualization to along you know where you can go back and replay and, and look yeah. at it I think it helps a lot I agree with you like that's where like. Uh with me doing like casting lessons, me being there and breaking down your cast like yeah. fundamentally. And then you have a background in like sports management and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, like movement and like, yeah, and, yeah, you know what I mean? So I can look at your like movement already and kind of see like, oh, this is why, or you see funny, I don't know, like you see a lot, like stepping back, I see a ton of stuff. Yeah. And same thing with the camera. Like you set up a tripod if I wasn't there and you'd, you'd see it too. Oh yeah. I get in front of guy. That's what I do a lot. Like that's like the, it's a secret to my casting lessons. I get in front of you a lot. Like looking right? at you, <laughs> looking at you and you cast around <laughs> me because it's different though, because I'm able to see like what I can't see behind you. Yeah. Like when you're on the front of my boat, like I can't see what your hands are doing. Yeah. And then when I get in front of you, I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing with that thumb there? And they're like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this. They're like, no. I'm like, oh, my buddy's like, no, your buddy's wrong. So, no, you get a, and then like, yeah, fly fishing lawyer, like all the guys out there, whatever they call it, where you're like, you guys are giving like wrong information. Yeah. All the time. You're like, wait, what are you? YouTube, dude. Like, I know your stuff's on YouTube. Yeah. I can't watch any of that. I can't watch fly fishing videos. I can't watch any of that stuff because the casting. Because it just, you know, it drives, dude, it drives me nuts. Don't like, watch any of the, don't watch this video. No, but when I watch the dude's videos, I'm like, wait a minute, you're, like, you're casting like shit. <laughs> like, not you, I'm saying no, like, no. no, when I see these videos, like guys like teaching other guys, I'm like, dude, yeah. your technique is so off. So that's, and that's, that's one of the reasons that like, um, well, not particularly off, but like, like, like I'll do, like, I have like videos where I do like tips, tricks, like, like how I do different things in yeah. fly fishing. And that's one of the things I always am like, look, this is how I do it. This might not be right, yeah, but it works for me. And like, I'm always like, dude, leave it in the comments. Like if you have a better way or you pick something up, like, because like I want like the, the whole point, like with everything I do with Skip Wonder, like I want it to all be um, like a learning process. You know, not only just for myself, but for anyone that's getting into it, I want like you to be able to say, like, okay, I watched this tips and tricks video. I learned a bunch. I can go down in the comment section. Here's a bunch of other things I can look at trying out too. I think that's important. Like, I think like you documenting your journey. Like, I remember meeting you like two years ago, and like, and I remember you caught your first fish, and like all I was laughing. I was like, this dude bought a skiff, and he's not caught a redfish yet. Like, okay, I'm fly. Yeah, fly, fly. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. and then like, it was funny, like. But I enjoyed it, and I think a lot of that stuff is, like, very important because, like, people just think, like, 
Dude, I don't know what people think. The dude with social media and the internet and like people think the weirdest stuff, dude. And I get like I get it. I understand, but coming from not learning that way, it's yeah. really hard for me to think about. And I wish, I wish when I was learning, somebody would sat me down and been like, "Hey, man." Stop dropping your back cast. And you, you don't realize how important it is at the time. And then when you start, like, breaking, like, physically and, like, in a geometry and, like, patterns and, like, mm-hmm. how this works and, like, it's all the rod. Yeah. Like, fly fishing is all the rod. Like, the mounted, like, dude's, like, rocking my boat. Like, cut that out. Or they, the guys don't realize they stomp. Like, I've had guys that have been fly fishing for 20 years with guides their whole life. And every time they're dropping their cast they stomp their foot on the front deck. And I'm like... Are they fishing rivers? I don't know what they've been doing. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up with that? I'm like, don't do I don't do that. Like, yeah, look, watch. We're just recording of you doing it. Oh, shit, Pharrell. And you're like... How long are you doing that? Yeah, like, nobody's told you... No guides told you not to do that. And uh, it's, that kind of stuff's interesting to me. That's... So one of the tips, like, that I've heard for, like, practicing, especially for salt water, is um, get you, like, one of those 35 or 45 court yetis stand, stand, on it. stand on it because and i this is like i like i've seen where the guys come on and they're just the whole boat's rocking all over the place and like if you're new to salt water fishing and you may or may not agree with this like when you're doing that with the boat it sends out a pressure wave and i've watched that turn fish oh yeah in the boat and that's where it's like so you do not need to be moving the lower half of your body. Like get yourself set. Mm-hmm. And that's like like when I move, like I'll move around up there. But if it's like all right, we're getting to this area. It's like all right, my best cast is going to be here. I need my body set up, and like I try to get situated before we get into that zone, so that from the waist down is not moving, so that I'm not transferring any movement to the boat. But that's why I like. Then that's why I get tell guys like get on a cooler. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I agree. Like coolers, like a good thing. And I've, I've thought about bringing like my casting platform and coolers and stuff for the deal, but I think that's like more like an intermediate, like a second or yeah. third kind of like on like for me on a casting lesson. I want you to be like fundamental. Like that's the biggest problem I'm trying to teach guys on the skiff is like if you've never been on a skiff and you're trying to learn how to fly fish, there's so much going on, and then you have a guy in your back cast. And yeah. people don't realize that like in a park or on a river, there's nobody in your back house typically. <laughs> like, there could be, <laughs> there, might be. there might be somebody that's not paying attention. Yeah. But like on a polling skip, there's always a guy in your back house. Yeah. And I get hooked. Like as a guy, I get hooked all the time. Like all the time. I mostly get hooked when Zach Landry's on the bow. I'm a guy, Travis, that took me three times my right butt cheek. <laughs> Same day, dude. That's the record. Same day. I had another client tie it, but nobody's beaten three in the right butt cheek. Like, <laughs> dude, that's painful, though, after a while. Please, please don't do that anymore. In the ear. I have, like, a weird thing in my ear. Like, seaweed or something stuck in the low. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Fishing. No, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, like when I get guys... Uh, that are fishing with me that I'm telling them constantly is pay attention to the wind, pay attention. Cause that's what will happen. That's like when you're going to hit the guide is when you're seeing a fish, you get really excited yeah. and he's moving the boat and you're not paying attention to the wind and you go lay that back cast where the wind's coming across and it's going to blow right into the guide. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're going to hear a, and that's another thing too. Like in going from like beginner, you're asking about like beginners on casting. Yeah. Get used to like know like guys don't realize what time it is any like time of a clock anymore. Right. 
So like twelve o'clock is directly in front of yes. my bow, like right in front of the boat. Not your twelve o'clock where you're looking. It's right. twelve o'clock at the bow. And that spatial awareness too, like what you're saying, is like when I'm turning the boat like like today you said you like eleven, eleven like yeah. that that zone. Yeah. So when we see fish, I'm trying to turn you to set you up that way for the best possible shot. But you, like, if you're not paying attention to the wind or like, if you're not realizing I'm turning you, like when you start doing your cast, guys get very like focused and tunnel yeah, vision on tunnel fish vision, yeah. and they don't realize all the stuff going on around them. And like exactly what you're saying, like I'm turning the boat and then my, your 12 o'clock's over here now and you're, you know what I mean? Guys will shift their body. Like they don't even realize it. It's so subconscious. And I think getting that awareness and learning different casting tech. I try to give guys two or three cast. So I do a cross your chest. I think somebody calls it like a Belgian cast maybe, or I don't know. Uh, but I do one, instead of going like a back cast, like yeah. I do it to your chest and out. Oh. And it's, I'll show you that one too. It's really good for guys with like rotator cuff injuries, older guys. Um, it's, it's such a strong cast for so many uh, younger people that don't have like really good arm strength or get tired, fatigued. Mm -hmm. I do that cast. So I'll teach you to, so it gives you that other cast on the other side of the boat. Cause if you're right-handed, you're all your shots are usually left. Right. If you're going to take a right-handed shot. You just do this quick other little cast. Yeah. And there's no, it's one, your stopping point, your shoulder. So the rod hits your shoulder, so you have to stop. So it's perfect stopping point. Yeah. And then it goes forward. It's a one send, one awesome. go. So I try to teach that and like, as like, if you're just getting in a fight, you're like, this is it. Well, if I show you two other casts or like people are like 10 and two, like that's cool. But like, have you ever sidearmed a fish? Like there's a lot. Have you ever tried to cast at 10 and two with 30 knots of wind? Yeah. And that's where that sidearm comes into play. Cause like we're in South Texas, it's prim primarily windy here. And that sidearm cast because of the mangrove height, in the boat, the way it's set up, the wind comes off that and it goes right on your fly lines mm -hmm. under that zone a lot of the times. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's so much stuff that you could do, but timing, like, uh, find somebody that really knows how to cast. That would help you and have them like sit with you or hire a guy to do it. Like for an hour, my casting lessons are like an hour. There's a bunch of guys like in Houston and Austin. It's like all the major cities in Texas. What was that? Oh, a lot of major cities in Texas have uh, guys that do casting lessons and shops offer it. Yeah. And so about a casting lesson is about a hundred bucks. And I think it's a well-invested hundred bucks. Another thing you do is like there's fly shops in all those towns too. And a lot of the time they have free casting lessons. Mm -hmm. I know places around here do that. Um, and there's, and you could get on that and there's fly clubs. There's a lot of fly clubs, like here in uh, South Texas, we have some. I know in Houston, there's one. I think Austin has a fly club. And those are good resources to reach out to. And just, you could just show up and like, start talking to guys, introducing yourself, and then see if anybody will help you. I mean, like, they, you don't have to be a guy. You don't have to spend money. This is like, I always try to stay away from that because of my experience with Smorbis, uh, about $2,500 and all that it kind of turns you off from that and being a college kid or being in the military or just having a normal nine to five, it's hard to justify spending money all the time, all the time, that much, that much. Yeah. So like, I don't know, man, there's so many little things, but I would just say like patience and like, just know it takes, it takes two years, man. Oh my goodness. Like men, like, yeah, I'm not even lying. Like if you go from the, 
from the freshwater to the salt, or you move here just to throw plastics or shrimp, it takes two years to learn this fishery. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit who you are. Well, I don't care what you're using. No, it's two years. Like, yeah. there's so much water. And yeah. There's oh. so much hazards and so much reef and pipelines and island. There's so much places to go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I the number of times, like, that I've just, like, been pulling someplace that I've pulled, like, five, five times, and then, like, on the sixth time I'm pulling through there, I'm like, there's nothing, I've never been in that creek. Mm-hmm. And then you just start pulling up that creek, and you're just pulling, 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 and next thing you know, the creek opens up into a giant pond, and there's redfish all over, and you're like, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> and it just is, though, like, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, like, like, learn, I mean, this is anywhere that your little yeah. fishery is, like, you know, you're going to, it just takes time and eventually you're going to figure out a way to catch fish consistently and you'll fall into a pattern of this is how I know I can catch fish. Mm-hmm. And one day that's not going to work. And that's the day when you're going to go out and explore. You're not going to just, you know, necessarily be like, hell, it's Saturday. I don't feel like actually catching fish. I'm going to go try something new, which if you do, is awesome. But, like, most of the time, if it's your one day off or your one afternoon off, like, you want to have success. And so it takes those days of not having success. And that's why it takes so long. Yeah. I think. That's it's just a valid point, too. Like, guys that do it, like, 9 to 5. Like, have a 9 to 5, only get, like, a day or two off on a weekend. Like, yeah. it's hard to go fly fishing or fishing just once or twice a month. And then you have uh, no... Like, right, like, it starts all over again. Yeah. Like, if you come fishing me in April, and then you go to May, and then go to June, July, each month's different. And that's what's like, and that's what, especially like with what I've been doing, where I, you know, I go to sea for two or three months, and I come oh, back. Oh, yeah. And I'll, like, come back, and I'll have friends, or, or even, like, today is my first day back on the water, and it's like, so, where are we going? I'm like, I don't I don't, I've been here for two months. I don't yeah. know what they're doing, man. I don't know where they are. I don't even know what the water... Like, I'll have friends like, so what do you, how's the fishing in Corpus? Like, I don't even know what the water level's at right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't even made it across the bridge to see if there's water in the bay right now or, or we're at with things. And it's been like, I think this is my third, 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 yeah, third, like, September. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm, September, I'm starting to be able to put together a September plan. Yeah. But like, that doesn't work in May. No. Or March. It's crazy to me that dudes show up on the boat and they're like, we need to go over here. They're fight, fighting over there. Like, how do you know? Like, oh, I caught fish over there like 15 years ago. You're like, when? Like, I don't, I don't know. It was the Tuesday. Yeah. 1995. Yeah. Like, you what, weren't there? Yeah. What month was that? Like, well, I don't I know. I thought you were from here. <laughs> so that's crazy to me. Like, yeah, but yeah, like it will change just from the north to south wind. Like, yeah. It, the whole thing oh changes. Goodness. Or just like the rain. Rain. So yeah, I think that's like the biggest problem though. It's just like... It just takes time. Time. You have to get... The fishery changes here every single yeah. month. It can change daily, weekly. Like, I'll slay it for like two or three days and we'll go out that third day and I'll like... Like, oh, I'm not going to tell you we're going to crush you. We're going to jack these fish up today. And you go out there and those fish are all gone. They're like, gone. They're gone. And you're like, oh man, that's... Uh, I'm a guy I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it is, uh, it's interesting. I say just like time though, like putting time in and practicing constantly and like use your resources around you and stuff like that is really like a good starting base. Yeah. And then your videos, your, um, 
like all your not like stop videos and all that stuff. I think is really cool. Like, I think that's really cool. Oh, thanks. No, I mean seriously, yeah. I think that's like huge. Like you tied a knot the other day, and I was like, oh, that's how that one goes. Like I've been putting it in the wrong section, like the tag in through like a wrong spot. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. It's, and it's a visual. Like, we all we all learn different. Yeah. Visual is a good way. Those are fun to do. Mm-hmm. So, sort of. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of work. Like, the first time I did one, I, like, I got done with it, and I was, like, I, like, ran across the house to show my wife. I was, like, look at this. And she was, like, that's great. Yeah. Why are you bothering me? <laughs> like, why do you have two ropes just, like, moving around like Gumby? <laughs> You're, like, no, 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 babe, I promise. No, this is cool. It's going to catch on, I promise. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. It is, though, like. Apparently. Yeah. I think so. They're, like, man, there's, like, nobody in the game that's done that like that. I just got tired of looking at people's hands. Yeah, I got tired of the pictures, like the picture shit. Yeah, like it, was, it was either like a picture, and then you're like, where did that wake? You like, like you know, like the picture graphs, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, yeah, but how did they get from step two to three? There needs to be a step two and a half. Yeah, and don't use the same color line. Yeah, that's what I was, it's. So oh hard. yeah, that dude, yeah. it's so hard to tell something like. And then, or or it'll be like, hey, I'm gonna use a, a orange line and a pink line. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. No contrast. There, there's all my secrets to not tying videos. <laughs> We're gonna switch switch gears a little bit. All right. So you do, like, I don't even know. I see, since I don't really know the background, how you got into it. It's hard to like do a smooth transition. So we're just gonna like. I was gonna try to do it. Godzilla. Wishes for warriors. Yeah, dude. What do you want to know? That's a great organization. Uh, so you do a lot with them. So, so Marcus does a lot with a group called Wishes for Words. So basically, like, you started teaching fly fishing. Is that, like, how you got into it? Was from teaching? No, no, no. How did you get into it? Wait, like, originally? Like, yeah, how did you start doing stuff with them? Oh, when I start, So I was in Afghanistan uh, with the president of the company, this guy, Brian Marshall. <laughs> and when we were working in Afghanistan, he left, and then he started working for a company and saw the need for basically... Veterans that were act. There's like a lot of like vested. No, I'm not gonna say like milk the system. Like we can say that there's a lot of vested milk the system. Mm-hmm. That like they're not hurt or like don't have stuff going on, and they figured out a way like to get like basically like money and trips and all this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And he was seeing that there was a lot of guys that were like really disabled that not didn't know about opportunities or weren't applying to these opportunities. So he started a nonprofit, which is, which is for warriors and you have to be 50% combat disabled mm-hmm. to be able to go. So over the 10 years they've been running, they've been in business as long as I have. It's a five, I think it's like a 501. I think it's what I don't, 501C. 501C. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be like wrong. And say, but anyway, they're a 501C and, uh, as long as he's done that, they started out doing hunts. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love to hunt, but I'm not taking bed hunting. Like I'm not carrying you up a mountain and then like help humping you in an elk off. Like, oh, God. I mean, it's like all that kind of stuff. It's just, like, I don't know. I don't have a background. In yeah. It. I'm not an elk hunter. It's like, that's what they were doing. Big game stuff at first. Well then over the years we've talked and like, he's been trying to get me to do clinics and we've done some dove hunts like five, six years ago. We did a dove hunt hog on here with some vets. It was really powerful for me. And I always wanted to get into it, but I don't want to take Beth hunting personally. Like, it's just not, I don't know what it is. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. But it's, I don't think that, I don't see the benefit in it. Mm-hmm. But I see the benefit of getting you in the woods, like camping. Yeah. Getting in the woods, fishing. I see hiking, 
yoga, like all these things. I see the benefits. Photography, like all these different things. I see the benefit for vets on that. And that's what I've always wanted to do. So he came to me uh, about a year and a half ago and kind of was like, hey, man, let's get serious about this. Like, I really want you on board. Like, come on a trip with us. Like, see, do like feel the vibe. So we did that. And I've been doing trips now since uh, last December, every single month. Uh, not only I started doing the legit, like a three in charge now, the nonprofit. I don't get paid. It's all volunteer work. It's about, uh, it's like 150 hours a month. <laughs> uh, volunteer work but um, that's my tribe like I'm a fly fishing guy but my tribe is veteran like that's where I feel like comfortable and I'm, that's my, my true self around that audience and group and uh, I love it man I like helping people like teaching already so like being able yeah. to go and like <clears throat> listen to guys stories and kind of like I don't know I'm a people pleaser and it, like I'm about I'm in the service industry I'm a guy so yeah. like being servicing, servicing other people is like a calling for me almost. And that sounds so cheesy. I kind of like, everybody's like, oh, that's my calling. But like, no, that really is, man. That's like what I love doing. Like, I look forward to those trips. I like plan it. We do all this stuff. It's a lot of work. Like, people don't realize what it goes to send four to 15 guys to like the Rogue River in Oregon or snowboarding in Jackson Hole. And we pay our way, dude. It's not like we're calling people like, oh, we're a veteran organization. We want free shit. Like, we're writing you a check. Like, we're showing up. We're doing this right. Like, we have camera crews. We have, like, it's a real deal. We cook for the vets. And it's the most rewarding thing I've done in the last, like, probably 20 years. Like, seriously, like, it's a great group of guys. Uh, I have a fly fishing thing coming up. Uh, we have a tournament coming up pretty soon. At the end of this month, I'm doing a fly fishing clinic in Port O'Connor. Mm-hmm. I'm really stoked about that. Uh, it'd be my second one now. Uh, the first one is kind of like, honestly, my first kind of wishes trip, like on my own. And it was exhausting. Like entertaining people for three days is yeah. so exhausting. And uh, then going on these other trips are super exhausting. Like my girlfriend like did a yoga thing this weekend. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, it's so rewarding, but exhausting. Like, yeah, try like five, six days, like on a mountain with dudes. A bunch of dudes. A bunch of dudes that are like alphas. And- <laughs> And it's great because, like, you meet a bunch of different... We, like, we were in Alaska recently. We had this guy, Eric, who's a badass uh, triple amputee. Like, yeah. just kicking it, like, both legs and an arm is. And you're like, dude, he's sitting there doing everything we are. Like, That's everything. Awesome. Catching salmon and all that. And just, like, to hear his story. And it's like, if you're ever down on yourself or, like, having a hard time, like, you meet guys like this and you're like, why am I being such a little bitch? And, like, not to cuss, but for real, like, so hard on myself or so depressed about something that you know, like, it doesn't even matter like I can zip my own pants up yeah I'm like you I can put my own shoes on like I, I I can run like I like why am I being so down on myself about like guys not catching fish like oh suck it was because they suck that's why they aren't catching fish no I'm just kidding <laughs> no but like uh, those kind of things like put, put your life into perspective a little bit yeah it's good to have a reality check and uh, I really enjoy it we do a lot of cool shit, man. Like, like what? Like, I know so, you said you mentioned Alaska, the Rogue River. You're doing stuff here. Then we have so the wishes originally started. Like I said, it was like hunting. Yeah, we've really shied away from that. Really, the president's kind of gotten out of it. So to send two guys on an elk hunt with like me and the guy band, the president, and a photographer, it's like 15, 20 k. 
Yeah. For two guys. Yeah. I can send 10, 15 dudes on a whitewater rafting trip down a river together, bonding for 15K. Yeah, and it's not quiet by yourself it's in not, the woods. It's quiet by yourself, and then you're not getting any... You're sense. out there killing something, and then yeah. you leave, and you don't have the camaraderie, you yeah. don't have the... You do, but it's like small batch. Like yeah, me yeah. and you are sitting on a mountain. Like, what are you getting from that? Versus like you with 10 other vets. Because say you're injured, you're missing limbs, or yeah. we had a guy this last week, <sighs> like 38% of his body was burned. You would have never known. And like, these guys all telling their stories, like I met a guy that's in way better shape than I am, like total stud. And you're like, what do you mean you've been shot in the chest like six times? Like, what? <laughs> like, you don't have any lung? Like, you have a 30 year lungs? Like, Jeez. to me, that's wild. It's just the the triumph of man, like what we can do as a human race. Like, yeah, yeah. dude, like the power of your brain, like what you could push through. And then you see people like, I don't know, like, because they don't have the newest iPhone. And you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> okay, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm glad we did all this stuff for you to bitch about. But that's good. Like, hey, man, you we live in a society in a world where, like, you should be able to bitch about iPhones like, yeah. not being the newest one. Like, fuck, this is a, it's America. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And I feel like you could do whatever you want. Like, me and my boys fought for that. And the generation, my grandpa, like, generations before us fought for that to be, like, you can do whatever you want. You can make out with whoever you want. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, I don't know. It just blows me away. Uh, we went off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, but um, so yeah, we did Alaska recently, and that was a fishing trip. That was out of control. That was two days of halibut fishing. Yeah, a day of rainbow trout fishing. Uh, a flying trip. You flying over a glacier. Yeah, you like land in this glacier runoff, and you're catching salmon. And then we did some kayaking, like an Indian reservation on a lake. Like no fishing. We did fish on there. It was like us, like. Just having a chill day, yeah. non-stuff, and then it was awesome. Like, great experience. But it's life-changing. Like, you see these guys, like, <clears throat> I've seen where I've gotten, like, you almost get to a point where I say, like, jaded. Where you're like, oh, I have to go on another, you're going on these trips. But, like, this is that guy's, like, people don't realize, like, that's the only trip this guy, like, I go on these trips, yeah. and, like, this guy hasn't left his house in 10 years. They have, like, they take their kids to school and they come home and... They haven't gone on, like, like, a big adventure. Yeah, they haven't done, or anything with a group of men. It's always them. You're going on vacation with your wife and kids. Like, always, that kind of stuff. And it's like, you have to think about this stuff. Like, there are, a lot of the, most of the guys are 100% disabled. Like, don't have jobs. Or they do have jobs, but a lot of them don't. Or they work from home and they never leave. I mean... You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're at home and they're watching TV and playing video games and like reading and like doing stuff at home and like that kind of stuff. And then they, they don't have that and your endorphins from like working out. I think yeah. it's endorphin, yeah, from like working out and all that. And it, that honestly, like of all the BS, like all the stuff these vet organizations do, the best thing I think I've noticed is getting men together. It doesn't even matter if they're veterans. Let's backtrack that. Getting men together and getting them like laughing and spending time together away from their normal everyday life, like what we do on the boat, but mm-hmm. on a bigger standard, is so beneficial not only to men but women. Like you need that connection in life, and like to we're like ants, man. Like honestly, like we're a colony of ants in this world, and like we always want to belong to something or be a part of a tribe or like a yeah. group of people. And it's people listening to this like. 
if you're like, I'm the only, no, everybody, everybody, I was just at a thing and all these women are just like, we want to go on adventures all over the world, but we want somebody to go with us or like all these things. And it's like, they, everybody just wants that love, that laughter and that advent, like everybody, like, and you get so stuck in your routine and these guys get so stuck in a routine that it's sad. Like sometimes it's sad. It breaks my heart. Like, oh man, like. I'm not going to cheer up. So, but anyway, like some of this shit is like so sad. You're like, dude, like, I don't know, man. Like they don't take opportunity. Like they don't. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like when you see a guy show up to an event, he's really closed off and he's like not very open. And at the end, like after seven days, they're like, like ready to go. They're pumped. The time their life and they're like things. texting me for months and sending me pictures of their wife and kids like weeks and months later. Like that's powerful. Cause like, yeah. Or like the fly fishing clinic, those dudes all got hardcore into fly fishing. Like, no, really? Yeah, that's awesome. A guy on Instagram, dude, this is all powerful. Like social media is. A guy on Instagram saw that and asked if it's okay if he can mail the setups for them. Like, whatever, man. Like, dude. So one day, like a box of rods all came here, and now with the postal system, I wish I had to know. Like a hundred bucks a setup to mail out to them, but uh, he sent them fly rods reels, fly cases, like timing, all this shit. And it I just, just got them started. Got them started. Right. And like, and then they're calling me and calling him and like, Hey man, thanks. And they're like catching fish. Like they're, they're on their own. They're right? all fishing on their own. Yeah, like in Florida. They live in Florida. They're like, dude, I didn't even realize I had, like, like dude, you don't catch peacocks in your ditches. And like, don't see them all the time. I'm like, dude, and here you then, go. Here you go. And they're fishy. Like they fish. They are very fishy dudes, but they never tried fly fishing. I got you. So I mean, so then when they're like, oh my God, this just opened a whole new world. Yeah. Like there's a guy in Rockport right now catching like uh, triple tail. Oh, like the baby t- triple tail. Yeah, dude. Like you're crazy. Crazy. And then the micro. It's awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> I know, dude, there's probably guys like out there hating on that and all that, but whatever, like getting outside and being a part of a community somehow around other people being social is so good for your psyche and your soul. Like people don't even realize that. And that's what the fishing is. And that's what like wishes for warriors for me is mm-hmm. like, it turned out originally I, didn't, I went into a very open-minded and my buddy knows me that's the president the owner and him and his wife know me and they wanted my input. Like, yeah. I feel like he pulled, it was like, I want you here to tell me like what's wrong and what's right. And like, you know what I mean? Cause like yeah, 10 yeah. years, like when you come on my boat, I've been doing this for 10 years and you're like, Oh my God, look at those dolphins. Man, we're using that as a super easy example. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forget. You don't ever see dolphins. So yeah. And it's just getting those things. And that's what I'm doing it. Like, man, it'd be super cool. If I could get for it one day. <laughs> like, so if you have a whole bunch of money, you want to vet donate to a veteran organization. So all the volunteers can get paid one day. That'd be super cool. It's wishesforwarriors.org. But, uh, yeah. It's a lot of work, dude. Like I bet. Oh dude, I, I mean I plan trips. I know. Yeah. And then and then but you're talking about adding adding a level of guys coming from all over the country. Oh god, I don't even want to think about organizing plane flights coming up. Dude, that's what, and that's my country. job now is I'm all, I'm in charge of logistics and I host. So yeah. they're transitioning me into like buying all the flights for everybody. And it's like, dude, you're what you just said is correct. The hardest part of all of this is the logistics, getting guys from point A to B. So like all our flights coming in, our flights is what hurt us. Like I have a really good cameraman we work with, I've been working with on these trips. Uh, 
like document stuff, but he knows my routine now. And like yeah. we work really well together and he has come in and like this rogue river trip, mm-hmm. my flight got delayed and we were stuck in, uh, I think Denver or somewhere. And one of the vets was actually with me. We like met at the airport, we're, like buying a beer together, like hanging out and then met some cool people. Yeah. But the cameraman got there and was able to like take care of all the other guys and make sure they got fed and like yeah. got all their stuff they needed and last minute supplies before we hit the river. And like that kind of stuff is just like, yes. Yeah. And he's a civilian, like, like what I, like not, he's not ex military is what I mean. And for him, he's, and it's he's like, been around it. yeah, he's around it. And it's been like, we've been on like five trips together and man, it's like, a, it's good, man. Like to have these dudes. Anyway, I went totally, <laughs> I love it though. How, um, how, if somebody wanted, if somebody was a disabled vet and they wanted to go on a trip with you, how would they go about? So, uh, I would say there's like on the wishes for warrior.org, uh, website, we have like an application for like an events page. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And on the events page, we have everything. We have international trips, uh, all our stuff's right now in the U S uh, but you go on there and you kind of look at what events are out there and you can apply to each one. Okay. So when you go to apply, you have to like, just fill out some form. And that's one of the, man, you'd be shocked how many guys don't go on trips because they have to fill out a one page form. You're getting like a $5,000 trip for free and you You have to fill out one form. Dude, men are so stubborn. Like, so (laughs) I'm not even joking, dude. It's like, I'm like on the, like, dude, fill out the form, fill out the form, fill out, ah, man, I just don't feel like it. All right, so if you know someone, send this to their wives. Yeah, wives are the ones to do it all. Yeah, like, honestly, like, all, any wives or girlfriends of a vet, um, please apply. And then, too, like, we said a 50%. There's been guys that we've gone on, like, 40%. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you just, you would, you, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, the VA is a tricky situation on, like, the ratings and stuff like that. And uh, I would say do not not apply because of something. Like, I guess, yeah. yeah, like you, you might not go, but you might go. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, like I don't know. And then yeah, but we pay for flights, food, hotel, every every bag it one bag. Like you, know, you show up and we pick you up and we drop you off. Like, and then I'm with you the whole time. So if you don't like me, like sucks to be you. <laughs> and if you're not sure, if yeah. you're not sure if you like like Marcus, then you should listen to his podcast. <laughs> Then you probably will like it. I don't know about that either. I'm <laughs> kind of a dick on some of them, dude. <laughs> I go after Croker so good. Oh, okay. anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go to wishesforwarriors.org and you can apply there. And we have an events page and we have a, I have a fly fishing clinic coming up. I don't know when this podcast will be out, but that's in the end of the month. You can apply to that one. And then uh, next month in Utah, we have a mountain bike course for 15 vets. We're flying to Salt Lake City. We're doing 15 vets, uh, mountain biking in like at a resort in the back country. We have guides and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to be really awesome. Uh, we have, a our second in command, this guy, Dominic, <clears throat> he is just, he's an amputee and he crushes it. Like he fought, he's in Salt Lake and he's in college. So he has like all these hookups, like he, for meeting people and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So like Jackson hole, like he set up the snowboarding clinic in Jackson hole and this mountain biking one. And, that, and that's where we're going. Bigger groups, bigger camaraderie, bigger network. So guys in Texas, like, Hey guys in San Antonio or like you meet other vets in your hometown or local areas too. And yeah. you're like, Oh 
man, we can hang out sometime. Yeah. And like all those guys on the Rogue River, like there's three guys from Texas and me, I'm the fourth or whatever. Everybody always like gives me shit about that. But anyway, uh, they all, those three guys all went hog hunting this weekend together. They didn't even call you. No, they called me. No, but they all reached out to me like, hey, what's so-and-so? Is this his number? Is this so-and-so's number? And I'm like, yeah, it is. And then they call each other and they set up where they all went hog hunting this weekend. And like, that's powerful to me because that's another thing that like we're trying to get to is about empowering men to be able to do their own thing. Because, I mean, it definitely, and I I can't speak from from a vet or a disabled vet standpoint, but it definitely seems like you, like, you hit like 30. And like, it just seems like you kind of like, especially for me, like moving around a lot, you hit 30 and it's hard to make friends. It's hard to find dudes to go do stuff with. And it it sounds like you guys like set up like with, with three, which is for warriors, like, you know, like three guys met on a trip in Oregon and, or Washington. And now they're realize they live close to each other and they're, you know, and it's just, it, it, that's, that's awesome. It's powerful. And I think it's like what we were saying earlier is like getting guys off the couch and and that's a way to do it. And it's like, you know, we, as an organization, we're spending money. Like, we burn money. Not, like, on for nothing for, like, everything's, like, penny pinch. But, yeah. like, we spend money on vets. Like, if a yeah, vet misses yeah. a flight or a guy gets hurt, we're paying your expenses. We fly him home. Like, it happens. Take like, care of him. I got hurt on the Jackson Hole trip, and I stayed. We had another guy who, like, didn't want to stay. I mean, I already had the week off. I'm like, what am I going to do? I have a broken ankle. What am I going to do? But uh, he took off. We bought him a flight. You know? yeah. Last-minute trip from Jackson Hole is... Not cheap, you know what I mean? But like a planned trip from Jackson Hall isn't cheap. <laughs> but it's it is what it is, and like we we're blessed to be able to do that. I'm truly blessed to be involved in that and to be asked to be like to do that. Uh, we'll just see what happens. By the time this podcast over, like I could be like not doing it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's like that's what I would love to transition to if I could really just like get into that veteran organization and run it. That'd be not run it or be in, but just be involved. Full-time. Yeah, full-time. That'd be cool. And then guide on the side, like turn this into a part-time deal. Turn, turn it around what you're doing right now. Yeah. And it, and that's what it is. Like, again, it's like, as a guide and like my college degrees and like that kind of stuff has helped me get to this point. And then when I, to meeting these guys was for my military career and then combining those two worlds together, like yeah. guiding and like showing people different teaching. And yeah, yeah. Like on the Rogue River, I'm te- like, I got us all doing yoga. All right, story time. So we recently went to the Rogue River. Like I said, it's fresh in my mind, so it's kind of like, uh, kind of what I want to talk for. So the president, the number two, Dom and Bam, or Brian, I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> that yeah, they're very like alpha, like. Like yoga's not in their wheelhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Bam's turning into a hippie, so he's like learning. He's like guarding and like he's realizing the bit. You know what I mean? Like I, you go through these transitions in life at the age. Like you're talking about thirty to forty. There's like a, there's a difference in life there. Uh, so he's getting into that zone. So we were on the river, and I was like, "Hey guys, like how about one of these mornings where we have like these mats you sleep on? Like, yeah, and we didn't, we all slept under the stars. They have tents and stuff for us, but we just said no tents. Like we'll sleep outside." It's way nice that way. I mean, if you're getting eaten by a bear, you might as well, like, make it easy for them. So, I was like, let's take these mats and let's do, like, yoga in the morning. But, like, not do yoga. Let's just have Brady, our cameraman, like, set it up. Like, we're doing yoga. Fly the drone around. Like, fly the drone under us, like, doing, like, push-up, like, yoga thingies. Like, whatever they're called. And, like, downward dogs or whatever. And everybody was like, hell yeah, let's do it. 
And I was going to do it and just send it to them. Like, hey, man, thanks for sending on this holistic trip, like, to the yeah. present shit. Like, yeah. like, what are you doing, dude? Like, Doc, because I'm super hit. Like, that's just my Zen thing. Like, I'm weird. I like, I'm, I'm a very holistic. I don't believe in, like, a bunch of medicine. But anyway, so I was like, let's do that approach or whatever. And everybody was in. Well, I don't know anything about yoga. Like, yeah. I've done it. I do it. Like, I'll go. But I don't know. Like, I don't even know what the words of this stuff's called. And uh, one of the river guides, this young guy, Miles, was like, oh, I know how to do yoga. Another dude's like, he's got, like, 100 hours, like, instructing. I was like, get up here, bro. So he's, let, he's like, instead of just, like, doing a pose to get the shot, let's, like, run through, like, a, a thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sequence or whatever. I don't know what it's called yogis but anyway you run through that so we did it and all of us do like got done it was like a joke like, yeah this is like a joke and we all got up and everybody's like hey doc uh, can we like keep doing this like is it cool and you have like 10 dudes that are yeah. not they've never done yoga like yeah. ever and it wouldn't even be in their realm but they all loved it and two but being disabled you're str- like on a river, you're rowing every day. Like there's, st- it's a lot of physical. We're dropping off rocks and guys are falling off waterfalls. So like that stretching early morning, like gets you awake and moving yeah. and like comfortable. And I saw the benefits that instant. All, you have 10 dudes look at you like, can we keep doing this? And the instructor's like, yeah. So we did like 45 minutes to an hour of yoga. So something that turned into a joke turned out to be well. So now we're not going to hold yoga retreats. Yeah. And we're going to start, into, like, on a snowboarding trip, like, yeah. introducing a yogi to come to the house in the morning or evening one day. Like, if you want to come, come. Yeah, and it's just one of those deals to, like, get guys, like, you're opening their brain to new ideas. Yeah. And if you have a guy that has, like, blown up out of an LEV, or, you know, out of a Humvee and, like, thrown across a road, and he has shoulder pain and these injuries, and it's like, wait a minute, that, that stretch makes it feel better? And, like, yeah. I'm not having to take, like, some kind of pill to kill the pain, and I could have done this. Like, yeah. you open their mind to that, like... I think it's powerful. Like, those are powerful things, and that's what I'm on board for. Like, yeah, yeah. if we start going around the mountain shooting elk again, like, I'm out. But, like, uh, I mean, I'll go do it. Like, I said, I've never done it, but I'm not going to do it with vets on a vet trip. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm not opposed to it. I just don't I don't feel comfortable hosting or doing something like that. Somebody no, that's... it makes sense. Like, like, like something like fishing and camping and hiking or even mountain biking where you, you can sit there and spend the whole day together. Yeah. And it's not like, hey, we're going to go sit over here and we're going to be quiet for eight hours. Yeah. Okay, well, I can do that at home. That's the way I look at it. It's just yeah. like, man. And so that's what I'm really, like, on board for, and that's kind of where we've been pushing that. And then, too, like, we had guys that were, like, wanting to learn how to fly. Like, I brought fly equipment on this trip, and two or three guys were like, hey, man, do you mind teaching? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll teach you. And, like, just showing them that, and, like, doing casting lessons on the river. Like, and then do caught a fish, and you're like, yes! And it's like a black bear eating, like, berries. And, like, you're like, dude, this is our life. Like, yeah. Your life is anything you want it to be, and you hear people say it all the time, like, oh, you can do whatever. You really can. You're, like, you're, you know that. I Like, you take out a piece of paper and write your story. Like, you can do anything you want in this world. Like, anything. I don't care if you're 50. You're, I don't care if you're 20. If you're 20, just keep partying and doing having fun. Like, <laughs> discover life. But, like, and you can do anything you want. Like, yeah. Anyway. But you should fly fish with me sometime. That's what you should do. No, I'm just kidding. The <laughs> best place to start figuring out what you want to do with your life full time is fly fishing. Yeah, you just come with, sit on my skin. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell you that, dude. Like, oh man, there's so many moms that probably hate me. 
for other reasons, uh, for teaching their kids how to fly fish and like not. Oh, going, okay. yeah, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> came out. I was like, no, I'm not. Do- chasing like what I want to do on a daily basis like I was I was nervous at first like talking to my parents about it like at 33 when I like have a full-time job I can do everyone with my life and I was still nervous about talking with them it's perfect and, and now they're like like I'll call them and be like hey this this happened with my biz- like with my business with what I'm doing today and they'll be like hell yeah yeah when you quit when you go full-time so it's it's you know it's like I don't know I, I think like like you said, like figure out what you want to do with your life. You can do whatever you want, and like don't worry, like don't worry about what anybody thinks. Yeah, because don't don't do something that's gonna be like hurtful to other people. Yeah, don't. That's like my golden rule: like just don't, don't hurt other people. Like, don't don't hurt. Dick. Dick. Don't be a dick. Like you can do anything you want in this world. Just don't hurt people. Like yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just don't be a dick. Just and don't it, be a dick. In this fly fishing industry, it can be very dickish. I mean, any industry is very dickish, but like, yeah. It's the same thing if you're on the flats. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't cut me off. I'm all here to enjoy it. Yeah, don't run me over with your boat like yesterday almost happened. Like, why? (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, anyway, so if, um, let's start with recap, um, which is for warriors. If anybody wants to check that out, how do they do it? Uh, wishesforwarriors.org. Uh, you go on there and there's an events page. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there. The like title shot is a picture of like last year's Rogue River trip. So you got and there's a like, photo stuff like on there. You can go to their Instagram page, which is for Warriors, and that's like the number four. And uh, check all that out. And you can also apply on there. And then too, if you apply, like Alaska, the Rogue River, some of these trips are gonna have like a Costa Rica whitewater. Like these kind of things are the popular trips. There's stuff that's like. My fly fishing clinic, like 15 people will apply. Alaska, like 170 people apply. Yeah, yeah. Well, last summer, 170 people applied to Alaska, but this year, like 25 did. Yeah, so you never know. You never know. Like, it could be. And then, like, there's so much to it. And if you're, you miss a trip or you're in the database already, like, you're all, you're, you know what I mean? It's like getting, like, points, like, in the. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting points, but, like, we, like, think about that. Like, oh, man, this guy's applied to this river trip twice. Like, Third year, like, dude, that guy's going. Yeah, we're, we're making sure he's on it. Yeah, because, like, a lot of times, like, two or th- third year, guys won't apply anymore. Like, oh, I'll never get it. And then, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just part of it. You just got to keep applying. Yeah. Alaska's going to be our big one next year. Uh, I would start looking at that now. We're going to do three Alaska trips starting the summers now instead of just doing one. Because doing, it's so popular. Yeah, so that's awesome. And it's so life-changing. It's so affordable for us to do like, yeah. as a group. Um, we love to look at like benefit, cost, and reward. Yeah, anyway. And then if someone wants to come fishing with you? Uh, you go to docsfishingclinic.com or uh, call me. Call, call me. Or you go to, I just say docsfishingclinic.com or call me. Or like you can hit me up on like uh, Instagram, I live to fish, whatever. Yeah. Um, if somebody wants casting lessons... Just talk to you about it. Yeah, just call me. Just call and talk yeah, to me. Up. Yeah, I, I like those, dude. I honestly love the casting lessons. Like, yeah, so many guys get so pissed about it, but like, dude, it's like 
I do all this via, I don't do casting lessons during the day. I do them like at six o'clock at night. So that's like, cool. So I mean, yeah, when it's cooled off, guys yeah. are able to get off work. Like, and we just meet oh, at that's, the bar. Yeah, that's perfect. So it's not like, hey, I got to book a full day with you to get a casting lesson. No, 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 no. You could just call me and for a hundred bucks, I do it. I'll meet you at a park like on I'm a day. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you have this Tuesday open? Like, uh, do you do you ever do like, uh, hey, I want to come fishing with you Wednesday, but I want a casting lesson. Can we do that Tuesday night? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. But yeah, a lot. I do. I, and too, like a lot of people are like, oh, maybe we should just do a casting lesson too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then too, like I don't think it's not. It's always if you never fly fish, it's probably necessary. But like, yeah, I can get you dialed in pretty quick on a boat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I say, I set up a lot of the times in the morning for guys to work twenty minutes of kinks out. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you're fishing me a bunch, you're going straight to the fishing spot. If you're like how this morning yeah. we went into that spot. Is that, why, is that why we didn't see any fish right away? Yeah, right. You're letting me work the kinks out? Yeah, I fished first, remember? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I slayed it though. <laughs> Dude, you caught all the lady fish. All the lady fish. Oh my goodness. So funny. But yeah, like I would have normally stopped outside of that area mm-hmm. and pulled like 20 minutes into it to get your like legs and your body comp. You know what I mean? Like wake up in the sun in the yeah. morning. These are asleep. <laughs> I'm not because I've been up for like that's, three hours. But. That's what like, I always... I always tell guys, on, even if like you've been fly fishing your whole life, like you get up there, like just cast a few times. Yeah. It's like nobody, just, like like no one throw comes into the baseball game without warming up. Oh, it's crazy to me. Dude's just like, let's go. And you're like, hey man, like dude, just warm, warm up, up for a minute, dude. Like stretch it out. Yeah. But yeah, that's how you get a hold of me. Like docsfishingclinic.com. And I'm gonna leave links for all of it down below. Oh sweet. In the show notes. Yeah, I think those are the only places I can leave links. Yeah, I don't know. Down. Yeah. Down, down there. So you guys haven't started doing video yet for the Wilder Bend podcast. So I'll put a link for that down there too. That's yeah, you guys can check us out there. Somewhere in there. Not on video. But it's on uh, app. No. Oh, fuck. Now you're good, dude. I laugh about that all the time. We're on all platforms. Got banned from Apple. Yeah, I don't know if we're banned. I just don't know why it doesn't up. I don't know. Apple's kind of a pain to deal with for podcasts. Uh, but all the platforms except Apple... Our older stuff, like we have fifty five episodes on Apple, but like none of the, like the the newer stuff, newer the stuff. We're like on seventy something now, and like none of that stuff's on there. So there's like twenty five not, but you can listen to Spotify or go to wilderbin.com. com. Yeah. has all that stuff. It's a website that has all our stuff on it. Perfect. Yeah, I'll leave it down below for you. Cool, I appreciate it. Um, and then yeah, so for me, guys, please, if you could do me a favor and uh, leave a review. Tell me how awesome this podcast is. Tell Apple how awesome or or uh, Spotify how awesome this podcast is, so that the it'll help the podcast out. If you're on YouTube, please hit like, hit subscribe, all that stuff. Marcus, we're gonna slam tomorrow. Oh yeah, tomorrow's gonna be a good day, dude. dude. I can't believe we saw so many fish today at that lap. Like, dude, you said it. you had a joke we were gonna make onto a t-shirt, and oh then like, goodness. no shit, <laughs> yeah. that totally happened, dude. dude. Right. <laughs> Like, you're like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to give it away. You just want to make money off it later. Like, oh, the, la- the last spot you catch fish is where the fish are at. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they're at. All right. Oh, like, my goodness. That was awesome. That was a good day, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. No, thank you. Appreciate it.